Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Oh, goodness Yay. gracious. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy Wednesday. Um, yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's True. so close yeah. to Christmas. I was just thinking yesterday as I was looking through the calendar, I thought we should probably record something because Christmas is Monday. Monday. And that's a yeah. morning show day. And I, I don't know what. about you. I don't think any of you guys are probably going to be on and listening, but we will mm. We will get something um, we'll get broadcast something for Monday. Monday. Yeah. 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 Maybe a special holiday message. Maybe but yeah. a special holiday. Got a lot message. of stuff right here at the end of the year. <laughs> Michelle and I need to get our heads together on the calendar. We've not been doing what well. we've been up and down with uh, mm. the flu, and and uh, so hopefully Michelle had a pretty rough day <laughs> yesterday. But anyway, yeah. hopefully we're going to get up, be able to get some time and kind of plan out the rest of the year because yeah. we've got a lot of stuff going on that we uh, we look forward to bringing mm. to the the show. It looks like Friday we'll do. Um, conversation around we owes that's yeah. the target topic for friday so i'm going to try to find some dealers to come and join that conversation so if you would like to be a part of the morning show i'm especially reaching out this time to folks who've never been on the show yeah so i'm gonna try to find so if you've never been on the buy here pay here morning show michelle's a lot nicer than she seems and uh, yeah because so, yeah, right? i'm, I'm such a bear um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's funny because uh we had one of our um one of our colleague friends, um, Anna Maria, uh, was on the show a week or so ago, and mm -hmm. she was so nervous. And and I was like, it's really okay. And you know, we just we just kind of chat, and it's just it's no different than a Zoom call. If you, that's all you're focusing on is just you know the screen and stuff. And She's so, referring to Anna Maria Beck of uh, uh, Digital, Digital Attention, Attention Online. Online, and so that's, that, that shows you, Anna Maria, that you know you're famous. <laughs> if you people, you're famous in the buy here pay here sector. If, yeah. if Michelle refers to you as a one one name person, Anna Maria, Anna Maria, Beck. everybody knows Anna yeah. Maria, but, um, you know, so those of you who might be feeling a little bit of stage fright with the idea, uh, but have things you'd like to offer in, um, in some of the topics that we have coming. They up. don't have to offer. They just join a conversation. Yeah. Just so come and chat about the stuff. So yeah, the stuff that everybody else is, is doing. Kind of yeah. Stuff, so. Just let's talk about the and thing and what yeah. you experienced. So yeah, that's kind of what, what that's all about. We have fun. Yep. So, so shall we get to today's topic? I think that's a grand idea. Okay. Okay. So the, um, the theme of the day is, um, uh -huh. how to say no. And of course we're on a white hat Wednesday. So mm -hmm. we're talking about how to do that in a white hat uh -huh. dealer way. So uh -huh. for those listening for the first time on that subject, I mean, white hat for us is kind of the quote unquote, good guys and good gals. And how do we, in this case, how do we say no to our customers and still, you know, be able to accomplish the the end goal and play yeah. the long game and have the customer be successful and happy? And, <laughs> yeah. and so I think, you know, you and I might talk about before we dive into all this, I know you come from a customer service background mm -hmm. and, you know, we've all heard this thing about the customer's always right, which by the way, that's not, that's not what I train. So, you know, when we do training, I don't, mm -mm. I don't say that the customer's can I, always right. Can I rephrase right. that? It's not the customer's always right, but the customer's feelings are always valid. Okay. That's and, fair. And so, you know, it's like, 
that's the, that's part of what the conversation that we're going to talk about is that the customer's feelings are always valid. Yeah. And then I um, say the customer's yeah. perception is our reality. That, as the business is, owner. that is so, closer to the reality. Yeah. So perception. it's like, yeah, it's what they perceive and what's mm -hmm. really has them upset. Like this is their lens they're looking through. And so whatever has mm -hmm. them genuinely upset, that's our reality. We got to figure out what that is and, and obviously try to resolve it. And I think, you know, if you take the position that the customer's always right, which we've heard in the retail sector and across, you know, customer relations for many years, is like mm -hmm. I I think I think we can do better than that. I mm -hmm. think we, you know, it's not it's not that the customer's always gonna be right because that would make us have to always say yes to the customer. That is and a that, dangerous and slippy slippery slope. And expensive. Ex we can't oh, afford yeah. it. We yes. cannot afford we, most of us cannot afford mm -hmm. to say yes to the customer every time yeah. on these things. So. And there's, there's, you know, probably another topic uh, associated with this for a future time is about how to change policy so that you're moving from something where you've always said yes to something where you're not. Yeah. And because that is something that uh, I think we've talked about it before in the past, but um, it might be worth doing another um, just kind of giving an update or whatever and, and uh, talking about, that because it's to go from um uh yes all the time to no 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 that's gonna just jar a lot of um a lot of relationships yeah and i think for customers. today we want to offer yeah. ways to and, and so you can either say no mm-hmm or you can avoid saying yes, or you can postpone saying yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll get to that and we'll give you some phrasing <laughs> and some, some tips and techniques for how to, uh, to get there. You know, I, I, uh, it's, it's funny, my customer service background, um, I'll just iterate again to you all. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've got a, I've got a lot of experience working with, with virtual teams all across the U S and, and, um, and, it it's yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you, yeah. losing this. I did. This I did. Part of this the, is the this is part of COVID. COVID thing. It's just she's, like I definitely yeah. had the sorry about that. Everybody fog, <laughs> listening right. out there. It's all right. Jeez. So, so we're that's yeah. uh, that's one of the things about oh, doing. Oh, I life. remembered what oh, it was. Good. It's back. Thank you. Good. It's nice. back. Is that I I frequently leaned in on like psychology with dealing with uh, your children. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, you, with your, with your, it's <laughs> a customer and one of your children, similar, your children, you have to live with for the rest of your life. Customer you have to live with, we're, you know, we're hoping with 10 year approach. And so there are some things that, that I really leaned heavily into the, of things with children, you know, how do you, and it's like things like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Um, you know, it's, it's people follow your actions more than your words. So there's just a lot of different things like that. But yeah. And yeah. I think it, it ties in in the white hat approach for me, because as you say, with your children, mm -hmm. you're going to, it's going to be necessary to say no to our children, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we won't always say yes and, and give them permission to do what they're asking to do. Yeah. And we still love them the entire time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they, they should be able to hear that in mm -hmm. our voice, even though there'll be times that they feel frustrated about yeah. that. But the hope we hope the nature yeah. of our relationship with our customers is such that we can, we can weather a little bit of a, mm -hmm. you know, some temporary frustration. And, and, you know, the, the thing that I've learned from working with managers and dealers over the years is that sometimes what happens is customers upset 
and and I, I think I've shared the story over the years that I own dealership. When I own dealership, I lived 30 minutes away from where the dealership was. And so I always had my phone number on the wall. And this was true of dealerships that I managed as a general manager too. I always had my phone number on the wall. Sometimes I would get a call from a customer that was upset, almost never, just because our training was such that we authorized managers to solve problems. But but the, the reality is when the customer would call, they were often upset. And, and what you would end up hearing is that the customer's upset because somebody told them no. You know, customers upset. They wanted some sort of special treatment and they were mm -hmm. told no. And of course, you know, then I would back the, the person up, you know, the manager and typically say, they're just, they're just following, we're just doing the same thing for you that we do for everybody. We're, you mm -hmm. know, and so, yeah, unfortunately I'm, you know, the person that the, the manager that you're dealing with at the store has the authority to solve that problem. So I would just recommend, you know, get back with them and, and work something out. But the point of all that is that, you know, we, we find that customers ask us for special treatment um, in a number of areas of our business. Let's talk first about, and we talked cover this one briefly, because I, I think we covered this one in some depth in a morning show um, a year or so ago about how to handle things on the lot when a customer's shopping for a car and mm -hmm. they find a car that they like and they say to the salesperson, Hey, I'll, I'll buy that car. If you guys will put new tires on it, those tires look a little bit, you know, questionable. If you'll put new tires on it, I'll buy it. So think about that for a minute. How's that happen on your dealership lot right now? Like if somebody just comes to us and mm -hmm. says, I'll buy that one. If you'll do this. <laughs> Which like is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about on Friday, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, we mm -hmm. start talking about the WEOs, which, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've, we've not talked about WEOs specifically as a document, I don't think, but we've talked about, um, you know, this matter of how do you navigate that as a salesperson, mm -hmm. as a sales manager. So dealer. they're asking for something that's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah. we don't need to spend a lot of time here. I would just say that our approach to that is to say, yeah, no, unfortunately they, that they've already done all the reconditioning on the cars, any cars that you find out here on the lot that are available for sale, they've already done all the reconditioning that they're going to do uh, as part of, you know, making the cars ready. So, you know, I can, I can certainly help you find another car if that one's not satisfactory for you, but unfortunately they, so they've are tires done. important. Should we go find someone that has good tires? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, we can do I, that. I just mean, the point yeah. is really that I, that the, I call it repairs as a condition of sale. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, in that case, how would we address that? We would simply say no. And I think we have to have that answer ready about, and, and by the way, this approach, as we talked about in some depth before, is that that approach really only works well if we really have done that. If we really have conditioned the cars in a way that we can feel sure that's enough. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't work for the customer, then they can go choose another one. we got plenty of other cars to choose from, or they can accept that car the way that it is and buy tires themselves, you know, and, you know, 10,000 miles down the road. So this is the part that we just say, because we know that if we say yes, every time that customer asks for new tires or window tent or, you know, a receiver hitch, mm -hmm. we just go broke. I mean, well, we just, and it, it spend so a, much money. It sets a tone right. for the rest of the relationship sure too. Um, because when you, when you do it at the beginning and then you're not willing to do, to work, you know, work with them in a way like, uh, when they're and they're having a problem with, with their car, something's broken, or if they're having a problem with the payment or whatever right. that, um, it's, and, and it's a really, one of the things that we teach a lot is that, you know, the whole, it's, it's about, 
it's about shifting responsibility for the vehicle from you to the right. new owner. Right. And, um, you know, if, if you're willing to do a lot of WEOs, then you still own it. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I think we have other reasons for not wanting to do WEOs, which we'll cover on Friday, but, um, but we, I, I want to get feedback from dealers. Like mm -hmm. we have our own experience, obviously, and we're happy to share what yeah. we, what we've experienced and what we learned as being a dealer myself for seven years and managing plenty of, you know, good size, higher volume operations. And so when you, when you have that experience, you, you, you know, I'm happy to share what we've learned through that experience and through working with other dealers. But I also want to hear from dealers, like kind of what their actual experience was as it comes to this kind of thing. But we can probably move past the thing about repairs as condition of sale. Again, I think we've covered that in the past. And so, you know, people can refer to that episode. So if let's we talk get about that something else that, that yeah, uh, so, we have to say. Mm -mm, yeah. So too. moving more to the collection side, I mean, obviously um, the, on the collection side, the way that happens is, you know, imagine Michelle, you call in and you say, you know, un unfortunately I'm, I'm, you know, my payment's due today, but I'm, I'm short. Well, we're so hoping that this conversation happens yeah, on the I mean, day that, that your payments do, but yes. Yeah, but regardless of when this dialogue yeah. comes in, mm -hmm. I would say one of the significant parts about that is if a customer's calling in, mm -hmm. okay. And so, or whatever, however, it, maybe uh -huh. it's text message, maybe uh -huh. it's, you know, website, whatever. It's like, however, the customer's reaching out to us, let's first recognize when the customer reaches out right. to us and says, exactly. Hey, um, I'm, I'm running a little bit short. Can I get an extension? Can I pay double next time? First of all, let's recognize before we respond. Yes. <laughs> before you start going into the thing, there is something that, and this is, this goes back to the child, like the children kind of thing. It's like, yeah, what you say, the, yeah. You say, hey, thanks. Yeah. We, and, and even if you don't say it in those words, you, you first have to recognize that the customer's doing what we asked mm -hmm. them to do, which was to communicate, contact us when there's a problem. And so I think it's important for us to meet that with, you know, an appropriate, mm -hmm. what's that? With appreciation. Yeah. Uh, 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 recognize it. Hey, mm -hmm. I appreciate you contacting us. So, so what's going on? How, what's causing you to be so, sure? So what I heard you just do. Thank you. And then curiosity not judgment we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna say yes or no but it's thank you so much for calling yeah i we really appreciate when you know when you call before your payments due or whatever to make these arrangements and so what's happening what's there, going on i would say there, there are kind of two words that i'm trying to avoid here one would be a hard no mm -hmm. and the other would be an immediate yes Mm -hmm. Okay. So if it's so, because what's the price, if I say yes, I sure, no problem. You've been good. You've made 10 payments in a row on time. No problem, Michelle. Let's just, let me go in the system and I'll make a note that you're going to pay double next time. Well, if that's that easy for the customer, then guess what? You're going to get a lot more of those kind of requests going forward. You're going to see a lot mm -hmm. fewer on time payments. And so, and I'm not suggesting that the customer is not ultimately going to get that extension from me. But what I'm going to do a little bit differently is I'm not immediately going to say no. I'm not immediately going to say yes. I'm simply going to dig in a little bit and I'm going to say, so, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What's mm -hmm. uh, what's causing you to be short? And so I'm going to dig in a little bit. I'm going to find so out. So compassion oh, and curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And, at, I can, and also, as I'm talking to them, I'm looking up their account record and I'm mm -hmm. kind of checking to see and I can see that they've made, you know, five biweekly payments on time in a row. And so you know I'm what Maggie to, would tell us to do, too. What's that? Uh, you know what Maggie would tell us to do? 
it's like, oh, thank you so much for calling. I'm so sorry to hear that. Before we, you know, let's, and then asking a couple of questions. So, are just are you still here? Are you, you know, at, at this Verifying, address? Yeah. And just make doing a couple of verifications, <clears throat> and then um, I forget yeah. what Maggie calls that. I call it securing the account, but especially just securing the records, updating mm -hmm. the information, verifying yeah. as a condition of moving forward and say, well, let me, let me have a look at your account and see what's going on. So what's causing you to be short. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to hear the customer story. I'm going to be quiet and listen. And then when they say, well, you know, I just, I missed some hours cause I was sick. And so I'm, I'm going to be a couple of days short. Oh, that's, I'm sorry to hear that. So kind of ask you, is there somebody that you might be able to turn to? Because, you know, we're obviously, I can see that you've made, mm -hmm. you know, several consecutive payments on time. Obviously you'd like to be able to keep that string intact. And so is there, is there not any place you can turn to be able to get some help, you know, to get some cash to be able to make the full payment today and um, and so we can avoid, you know, having you fall behind here? And, and so the customer's not getting an immediate yes from me. But it's but, but what you're doing is you're um, you're saying, you know, unfortunately, well, you don't even have to say yes or no, but it's right. like offering options, offering off, offering um uh, suggestions offering like, like uh, a collector stepping into problem solving mm -hmm. and being, you know, like someone that's there to, I'm here to help you solve mm -hmm. the problem. Sure. And, and, um, and you know, obviously they're there to collect money, right. but they're there to help to solve a problem. And so that whole idea of listening to what it is that's happening and reiterating, which we did not talk about is reiterating what, what the thing is, um, you know, offering compassion about that and then starting to offer solutions, right. things. And, and before you get to the yes or no, we're going to do it, but start offering, be a problem solver, be right. a helper. And and the first way to solve a problem is to fully understand the problem. Yes. So I got to, I got to inquire, yep. I got to learn what's going on. And, uh, and like you said, update the account, verify, mm -hmm. let me see, I'll, let me look at your account. Let me go ahead and get an update on your account. Are you still I see there from a caller ID, you're, you still have this number and, uh, and is your address still, you know, or actually the better thing is, so let me get a verification on your address. What's, what's the street address where you are now. And yeah. so, you know, I don't have to make them go through the whole address, but, uh, because I'm, I'm sensitive to people's time, you know, they're busy just like we are. And so I, I don't want to keep them on the phone terribly long time. It doesn't but take I, very long though. It but really I also yeah. just, I, I need to recognize the price that we pay as an operation that I pay as a collector when I immediately just say yes, because it's within my authority to grant them two weeks. So I just, just go in the system and say, customer's not going to pay 200 a day. They'll pay 400 next time. That's so easy for me. That's the path mm -hmm. of least resistance for me as a collector, but it's just really important to understand the price that we pay for that. So in training, I often asked, um, collectors it, it's by the way you know years ago i just started i stopped doing training for collectors when the dealer's not present mm -hmm. and that's because why is that jim accountability <laughs> it's because of what we're talking about yeah. here is like if if i i'm going to go the path of least resistance as a collector you know sometimes depending on how my pay plan is written i obviously just want to um be able to hold the customer accountable because let's let's imagine the customer's paid they just bought the car you know five months ago, they paid their biweekly payments on time, 10 times or whatever that is. And now this is the first time they're past due. So this one is especially important that we okay. dig in a little bit because here's what can happen when we don't immediately say yes, because the temptation is to reward 
the fact that they've made those 10 payments on time and, oh yeah, you're good. You've earned that. Let's just grant mm -hmm. you this extension and you can pay double next time. I can promise you plenty of people who will listen to this broadcast in the buy here, payer space can confirm that once we grant that the first time, yeah. you can expect to be asked for that again and again and again. So what we'd like to do is avoid granting it the first time. And this may be the first time the customer's done business with you. Mm -hmm. So what your practice is going to be, they're only going to measure against dealers maybe or other finance companies they've done business with in the past. What was their practice? So here's an opportunity for us to, I call it digging in. We just sort of stand our ground a little bit and we're polite. We're totally helpful and trying to find solutions. And so back to the thing, I just, if I'm the collector on the phone, I'm basically saying, you know, is there, is there not any place we can turn to get that, you know, in on time? It's, it's just two o'clock. I mean, your payment is due today, which means as long as we can get it in before six o'clock today, you know, it'd be good to keep your payment record intact. And so is there any place you can turn? You got a friend or family member or anybody that owes you some money or any place where you could get a loan to be able to get this payment in in full? And then I just and wait. Quiet. And then wait. Let them, yeah. let them answer and let's find out if there's something that they can do. Because the other thing that dealers and, and collectors that are listening to this today can confirm is when I do that, the customer in a, in a, reasonable percentage of the time the customers say you know what I'll, i'm just going to pay it i'm going to pay it and I'll, <laughs> I'll work it out with my landlord see and here's the thing okay. silence that that is that is a skill to learn how to be silent after you ask a question and it takes practice um, and so that's actually, if you're going to do some role playing with your with your uh, customer service reps teaching them how to ask a question and then be silent until, uh, you know, and the, and is there anything about my approach there that made me come off like a jerk? Not at I'm all. Not being difficult. Mm -hmm. I'm just being helpful and trying to find mm -hmm. solutions and, and I'm trying to put the responsibility back yes. on them. It is the responsibility for them to get the payment in on time. Yeah. And even though I'm not going to use those words to okay. inflame the situation, I'm going to simply say, you know, is there not any way we could be obviously be great if we could keep your payment record intact of all these on time payments. And so if, if you do that, the customer may just say, and keep in mind, this is the first time they've asked for an extension with you. And so in this if scenario, we, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if that, if that's the case, then when we don't immediately say no or yes, and then we start saying, is there somebody that, you know, maybe we could get some help from, is there some place you'd be able to get a loan? Then they may just kind of say, you know what, I'm just going to pay the full amount. Let me remind, I'll just pay the full amount and I'll no. work it out with my landlord, or I'm mm -hmm. just going to wait on something or other, you know? And so the reason that, because once that customer does that, if they just pay that, then what is their expectation the next time that they ask mm -hmm. for an extension? And you didn't this, even have to get to a yes or no in right. that in that scenario. You didn't even have to get to you know a, a yes or no answer. And once that customer mm -hmm. makes that payment, there's a high chance that now they will make their arrangements elsewhere and they will make a priority of getting this payment in because at the minimum, they know I'm going to ask them. I'm not immediately going to say yes or no. I'm going to mm -hmm. dig in. I'm going to try to find some solutions. I'm going to try to find a way to get the payment in, in full. And so again, I'm just trying to help them. I, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at their account and saying, oh man, let's try to keep, it looks like your account, you've made all these payments on time. And so I'd like to obviously be able to help you keep that string intact. You know, is there any place you can turn to get some help? Okay. And listen, if we go through all that and I offer all these solutions, mm -hmm. Before I would send the customer to get an expensive pawn loan, which only yeah. puts them in a deeper hole potentially, then I would, you know, I would say, let me see what I can do. Can you stand by just a minute and let me see what, so let me ask you, 
you're not you, you're still not saying yes or no right let me well, see let what me, i can let me do tab a look too. at your account mm -hmm. so let me how close you, you your bi-weekly payment is 200 dollars. like how close to that could you come today like how much could how much mm -hmm. could you pay today again still not saying yes or no yep and then just quiet and wait Mm -hmm. let them speak and, and they may, you may be thinking a hundred bucks and they may say, well, I could probably do 160, you know? So it's like when we just, we need to learn to, to allow the customer to think and speak and, and offer them. And, and really, am I not doing this in, in a way that is in the customer's best interest? Mm -hmm. Because what happens, isn't it difficult for our customers when I agree to take, take no money now and $400 now, isn't that difficult for our customer in the end? You're, you're, you're um, tying them. They're tying their hands. Yeah, it's, they're yeah, getting themselves it in a deep hole, which we know mm -hmm. becomes difficult for them. So often my mm -hmm. approach to this is done. And even though I may not use those words, I may not say it exactly to the customer. In reality, my approach is I, I know that I'm doing this to ultimately help the customer, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that if I can keep them from digging too deep a hole, that that will be in their best interest too. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, how close can you come? If you can't do the full 200 today, how much could you do today? Again, you still have not said yes or no. Right. You're just, you're still in curiosity. Okay. What, what can you do? And so let's say, you know, I mean, if, if they, if you're, if you know, because mm -hmm. the policy and in, internally is that, you know, you need to get collect at least this much or whatever, mm -hmm. and you've met that. And so you can go on your merry way, but let's say that they, they, aren't able to meet your qualifications to, to meet your minimums, to okay. meet whatever. And I'm, I'm, you know, a collector, a good collector is going to know that they don't offer the, they don't offer right off, uh, right out of the gate. You know, right. this is what we can do and, and move on. So sure. they're, they're going to see what they can do. So let's say I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I just, I just had to, uh, had to do X with, with Y, you know, my, my, my kid, ended up having to get stitches. I don't have health insurance mm -hmm. and I have no money. I've got like five bucks. Oh man, that's rough. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. Would, would you be able to get me like uh, with the money that you spent to do that? I, I think I can get you some help if you can get me a copy of that. Like if you can somehow get me just, you can text it in or email it, whatever. If I can, you can just snap a photo of the receipt from your mm -hmm. phone. It's fine with me. I just, if I can get some sort of proof that mm -hmm. I can use that information, we can try to get you some relief. Okay. You still haven't said. said yes or no. Mm -hmm. No, I always <laughs> said, let me try to get you some relief. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So, and I haven't said how much relief I'm basically saying, you let's know, see what if, we can do. yeah, let me see what I can do. What so, can but do. if, but I'm asking, but I'm also mm -hmm. putting the burden back on them and their responsibility to yeah. do their part. I'm happy to try yeah. to help. So again, now you're starting to get into philosophical things and people's practices out there in the buy here, payer space are going to vary in terms of this. We're advocates for documentation, verification, because if the customer can prove that the story that they're claiming is legitimate, then we can bend over backwards to help them. And, and if they can say for, you know, obviously if they can show that they had to put a new water pump in their car and they can bring me a receipt from the shop that says they had to put a new water pump, I'm going to be willing to step up and do what I can to help. Yes, technically it's still their responsibility to do both the water pump. You know, obviously if it's out of warranty or whatever, it's their responsibility to do, do both the payment and the water pump. But I'm going to work with people, especially mm -hmm. when they're doing their part. So what is that? What have they done to earn that? They have communicated in the way that we asked. Mm -hmm. They've provided the documentation to verify the story. Because as we always say when we're working with collectors, is if we if we just allow the customer to tell a story and buy time, 
you're going to get lots of stories. There's a lot of people that are really good at that. They are. They're and it's part really, of how really they've landed that. in that spot is buying yeah. time and, and, you know, kicking the can down the mm -hmm. road and the, the hole gets deeper and they find themselves yeah. in a repo situation or whatever. So we just know enough to know. And, and our listeners know we, these are things that we can avoid. And of course, here we are having this conversation just days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we obviously advocate for being flexible at Christmas time and, and it really being proactive, like getting out and mm -hmm. reaching customers ahead of time and trying to work out stuff so that we don't find ourselves with a huge delinquency report, you know, days after Christmas. But I think the, the point is still the same. We want to have the same practice. We want to think long term mm -hmm. and we want to recognize the price that we pay and that the customer pays when we just easily let them tell a story, grant them time. Sure. You can have another two weeks. Let me, let me put these little keystrokes in the computer and boom, you got yeah. 14 extra days. And so that's so easy. Mm -hmm. And so we can see what the, I mean, this is just human behavior yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. Right. And so we're yeah. naturally creating a scenario where the customer is going to want and expect that in a way again and again. So just, we got to be careful to, to make sure we're, we're, able to hold the customer accountable to what is agreed. And then um, we, we want to read that. Yeah, it says uh, Facebook. I don't know who it is. Facebook okay. user. I love it. 15 years in the business um, on the franchise side. My retirement dream is to run a buyer pay here the wow. way you do it. Nice. Um, your posts have been very helpful and to learn more about this side of the business. I think it's important to be able to assist customers in a way so that you can be as efficient as possible and keep the financials, the financials healthy. healthy. So that's, yeah. that's our financials healthy. And that Thank also you. means, Thank you for that. yeah, thanks. Facebook that's user. <laughs> I think we, we were just mm -hmm. really looking to be able to help the customer to be successful. Mm -hmm. And we know sometimes the way to help the customer be successful here is to, we, we need to say no. Well, okay. And so that's, I mean, you know, obviously you, you're, let, let's reiterate the, yep. uh, compassionate, mm -hmm. Thank that we'll thank them for calling compassionate, listen mm -hmm. to what it is that, that, that is happening in their world, reiterate what it is that's happening in their world, um, offer op, uh, suggestions for them being able to make their payment on time. Mm -hmm. And then if, you know, if there's something that they simply don't have the money, then, um, offer the option, uh, or uh, the opportunity of, of like, well, it, if you can get me the documentation, let me see what I can do without actually getting a solid yes, a solid no. Um, you know, you've got some people that are, that it's yeah, human nature. I'm not going to go into that. It, yeah. It's like, no one likes to get caught in a lie, but that, that happens sometimes. And so you might get an irate customer or whatever, but there's going to be times when you have to, it's like, we cannot, we can't seem to meet where it is that you want me to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, and so how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, and I would say one is, um, the word no, it's, it goes back to that child psychology thing. The word no, um, how many kids when, when you're like, no, and then they throw a temper tantrum or whatever. Um, the word, unfortunately, is a very different kind of way. It's not what you say, but how you say it. It's like, unfortunately, we're not going to be, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but here's what we can do and try to be helpful. And it's like, it, 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 if you can get this in here at this time, and then you can start to, you know, I've tried to work with you to come up with something that is works for both of us yeah. and you don't want to work. So I'm going to say, okay, unfortunately, we, we're, we're not going to be able to, we're not going to do this. And mm -hmm. that's another thing we were going to talk about just in just a second. 
but here's what, here's what, um, here's what we're going to do, or here's what we can do or what we, what we will do, what we will do and just lay out a plan and, you know, that they have an option of what they want to do at that point. But yeah. And, and we're getting a little deeper into the thing about verification, but I mm -hmm. think it's important and we could spend a whole um, episode on this in the future because we can understand that the verification element of this is mm -hmm. significant. And, and a lot of dealers are going to hear this and say, I, our collectors don't have time. We're trying to get more calls, you know, per hour or whatever. And so we don't have time for that. I think, you know, what we're simply suggesting is the price that we pay and the opportunity that we miss when we don't dig in a little bit and require some verification. Now, ideally, this would be explained at the time of closing. Customers never done business with you before, let's say. And so now when they step in with us, if we can say, look, we're happy to work with folks. This goes back to this open door policy, mm -hmm. which we still need to bring uh, back to the show. But this idea that we're going to have an open door policy, we say, look, we're happy to work with folks. We, we may require documentation in order to grant additional time. So if I'm a collector and that customer's asking to pay, you know, double on the next paycheck, which is common. I mean, that happens. Mm -hmm. Customers know to ask for that and they'll just I say, I can't pay I would love to have a study to, to find out how successful yeah. people are when they say, yeah, I'll just pay sure. double next Especially time. when it's just verbal, uh -huh. right? So yeah. we, we just know historically verbal has not held up well. Mm -hmm. Customer can make a promise. And if all they got to do is make a verbal promise and buy some time, then, uh, then you're going to, you're going to, they're going to come up short a lot, a lot of the time. But I think back to the verification thing is imagine what it's like. If I, if I'm the customer, this is my first time to be past due. I call in and Michelle answers the call and she ultimately requires me to send in some verification. Perhaps she tells me this can be part of a policy. She might say, you know, if you can't do the full payment today, how soon could you do it? Could, how soon could you pay that 200? Could you do it Monday? I mean, we're having this conversation on Friday. Would you be able to do it on Monday? And if the customer says, yes, great. Okay. That I can authorize if just within like three days, I can authorize mm -hmm. that with you just verbally without any documentation or verification, just three days. But if you need two full weeks, we're going to need some verification. So, you know, cause we won't grant an extension without, you know, some documentation. So what can you document? So it, when Michelle requires that documentation of me, then now I know the next time I'm short and I'm sitting here faced with, am I going to the casino or am I going to pay my rent or am I going to pay my car payment? <laughs> I just know that if I call Michelle to ask for time on my car payment, what can I expect? She's going to ask me for She's verification. Ask me for verification. So yeah. if I don't have a good verification, it's, how's that going to affect it, my decision? It's yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is what comes into this as well is consistency is that the that if you can train your collectors to have all of them a very consistent approach and right. a consistent ticking off the things that this is what that if it, it it and it's it is it's it's the same thing child psychology it's in a lot of training if you can be consistent and they know this is what's going to happen and they have no doubt this is what's going to happen yeah, consistency is important um, because consistency if, if you but with kindness it. yeah I mean, obviously but, you don't want to but even with yeah. kindness if if you michelle grant extensions without documentation but and Jamie then I'm the over new, here does not and I'm the new <laughs> person. So Jim over here is mm -hmm. a little more difficult. It's following the policy and, and asking for verification. Then, then the customers are going to call and say, let me, I need to talk, to, talk to Michelle to Janie or Michelle. So why yeah. are you being so mm -hmm. difficult? Michelle always mm -hmm. lets me have 14 days. You know, uh -huh. she always lets me pay double, which is a really short. big reason why it's so important to have written policies in collections 
and to train. If, if there's any, we talked about this last week with Maggie, if there's any department in your team that, that needs and would benefit the most from consistent training, it's your collectors, not your salespeople. Yeah. It's your collectors. And listen, and, yeah. I mean this when I say it, I don't, the part of the reason we quit doing training for collectors without the dealer present is because I don't want to charge a dealership to come out and spend a day in training or day and a half, whatever. And we train and now we're gone and the, the collectors are able to fall right back into the old habits. Or, because without, that, yeah, or that the dealer is like saying, why are you doing that? Yeah, they Let's, don't understand. Yeah. They're not part mm -hmm. of the training. But I think without accountability, because mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we teach in collections are are not that easy to do. Like it's mm -hmm. it's easier. The much easier thing for me to do is what I suggested earlier. Oh yeah, let me go into the system. And I'll just set you a promise to pay for two weeks from now. Boom, boom, boom. Easy. I'm done in five mm -hmm. seconds. That's that we pay a price for that. And it's, so what I'm simply yeah. suggesting is the things that we ask collectors to do and the way to really have an effect. And is it going to involve a layer of accountability, which means from the dealer, got to hold the collection supervisor accountable and it's got to hold the team accountable on the collection mm -hmm. side. So it just, you know, it, it takes that sort of mm -hmm. uh, commitment to these things that we're talking about. Otherwise, you're just not going to affect change and you're going to fall right back into yeah. the, the habits that are going to cause that delinquency report to run high. And so this is why we just we just don't do it anymore. And so we. Mm -hmm. We, we know these kind of things make a difference. We know, and people people will hear a lot of what we're talking about, Michelle, and they'll say, oh, that's old school. We can't do that anymore, you know, whatever. It's like, in reality, it's just it's just a matter of, it's we're all trying to, you know, it's a right now kind of mentality, <laughs> and we all want to do things this moment. And so by just, all we're really suggesting is digging in a little bit, and especially the first time that the customer asks for help, doesn't mean we're not going to grant them some help. At the end of our conversation and verification, they're probably going to get the help that they're asking for. It's mm -hmm. just that we're going to we're going to make them earn it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to need to earn that extension. When they do it, they'll know that next time we're going to make them earn it again and mm -hmm. again and again. If they'll if they do their part, then we're happy to do our part and grant them some help. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I would say too, you know, how we talked about at the beginning, thank them for calling. Mm -hmm. That when you're done. If you've been able to come up with a, you know, a reasonable plan that you both of you agree on, thank them again. Mm -hmm. uh, leave the conversation with a thank you. Yep. Thank you so much for calling. And thanks so much for, 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 you know, working with us to get this taken care of. And sure. thank you. And that, that, that also leaves, it's kind of your sandwiching. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. And that, you know, we, we hear all the time dealers say, we don't feel like we have a connection. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yep. And please, yep. and, you know, being curious and not judgment in a really great way. Sure. to 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 get connection with your customers than being quick on the draw with no's yep. or quick on the draw with yeses because yep. you're either going to be a pushover and it's going to cost your dealership a lot of money mm -hmm. or you're going to have a I mean it, it, no one's going to like you yep. and and it's not that you know it's not a popularity contest but it is important to if you're going to be trusted that that they, they can trust that you're going to say no. I don't know if that's some if that's the way I want to. You're not going to get a lot of repeat and referral customers and, and that way you know, too. This is also part of the long term approach that is white hat way. We we all have to think beyond this particular payment, mm -hmm. and and so ten years sometimes pay yeah. plans 
can cause a collector to say, I need this customer to pay this $200 so that my bonus is what it's supposed to be. So when we create that sort of atmosphere, then we we get too focused (laughs) on this one payment and we don't really think about the impact of what we're doing tomorrow and next year and the next time they buy and the people Mm -hmm. that they refer and all the stuff. It's like, we we just have to be able to tie that together. A couple of quick thoughts I want to, I know we're running a little bit long today. I want to share a couple of things. I want to think about the difference between the words can't and won't mm. um, because, and, and the quickest way to explain this quickly is to go back to that thing about the customer wanting to buy the car. If we would put tires on it, if we say, sorry, we can't do that. If we use the word can't and they can look over there and they see you got a service bay with four bays and they can see them putting tires on something else. When you use the word can't, then the customer, what does the customer hear? They, they, yeah, yeah. That you're you're just being difficult. You obviously can, but if I say to the customer, yeah, they won't do any more reconditioning. Um, You know, unfortunately the the practice here is that they recondition the cars as far as they're going to go when they come out. And so they, I know that they won't do any repairs as condition of you buying it. So if this car is not satisfactory, let's go find you another one. We got plenty of other cars here. Let's go find another one that works for you because that's where I dig in a little bit. And I just use the word won't instead of can't. But that, again, that only works if I say won't and now manager comes in behind me and does it, then that that's problematic as we can see. Be so we just got to be super careful. With, yeah, yeah. With what's so, and then the other one is just we and they, and this could be a whole separate subject for another day. But this idea that I say we, like if I'm a collector, for example, do I have the authority? Like, are they talking to a decision maker? Because if I, I could it affects our dynamics in the collection department and we're not going to go into it in much depth today, but there's a difference between me being the approach, me bringing the approach is I'm your problem solver. I have the authority to, you know, work these things out. So you really need to work with me. I can also take an approach of being an advocate. It's me and you, Mr. Customer against them, the bad people in the other <laughs> office. Right. So, but it's a very different I, well, dynamics. Right? It is. I mean, they don't have to be the bad person in the office, but it's like, I'm here to help you. Yeah. Um, and with, with all of the policies that we have, I'm here to help you navigate yeah. them. And so there's yeah. just a difference between saying we can't, we won't, or they can't, they won't, right? So let's understand that the impact across our organization uh, of those words, and when we can make that consistent in our in our culture and our practices and, you know, all of our policies and procedures, then that's going to allow us to be more consistent in our collection department. Hopefully it's going to help us, you know, uh, reduce repos. But at the minimum, it's going to make our portfolio easier to manage. Even if our repo rate stays exactly the same, at least during the time that we're managing the portfolio, it's going to require a lot less of us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be less man hours for us, going to be less frustration. And so this is why we advocate for that kind of approach. But we should wrap up. we got lots of other stuff oh, to wait. do with our Wednesday, as it do is. our listeners. So, And all of you probably have a lot to do um, on this Wednesday. We've only got a few more days before christmas that's right and so happy or merry christmas happy holidays to all of you um we will be back on friday to talk about we owes that's right hope you guys have a great rest of your week happy winter solstice oh oh by the way jim's birthday's tomorrow oh <laughs> have a good one see you friday Thanks, guys.